Hello and welcome to the Manifest Playbook. My name is Kayla. I am your host of this podcast and I am so excited to be here. I feel like my recent episodes have been more of like monthly podcasts instead of weekly because I just have taken so many breaks in between recording things. But today I want to talk more about my health journey and why I'm going back into the health and wellness space. I don't know how much of this story I've told on here before in the past, so if it's a repeat, I do apologize, but I feel like it'll just give some more context as to the shifts that I'm making and probably also why I've been so quiet on here because I'm moving away from doing the marketing thing, which I kind of mentioned in the past couple episodes, and I'm moving back into more of the health and wellness space, which is where I feel like my heart truly lies, so I'm just kind of giving the background of why I'm going back into that space when I was in that space originally and just those sorts of details. The other thing I've been kind of working through, and this is more of an aside, but I want to mention it anyway, and I've noticed this with the podcast, with my TikTok, even a little bit on Instagram, I feel like I haven't been posting because there's something in the back of my head that is like, oh, whenever you need to post, you need to be providing value. You need to put like some sort of information in your content and be teaching people and educating. And so it prevents me from even just getting on and talking about like for my TikTok, for example, I used to just post two to three to four times a day. Sometimes it was important information. Sometimes it was just like something that happened to me or a thought that popped into my head. And I've kind of stopped doing that because I feel this weird pressure that I've been putting on myself to be providing some kind of value in my content every time I post. It's almost like analysis paralysis. I'm like, what can I post about today? What can I provide value to? And I feel like that's not really how I or anybody else really has like built their platform. Like a lot of people obviously do post content that is extremely valuable and I do want to be able to post that content, but I also want to be able to post about like who I am as a person and share more of those life things than just always putting value into my content. So that's a thought that I've been having aside from this conversation we're about to dive into, but it's just something that's been going on in my mind. So I figured I would mention that as well because I want to be better now about just posting shit that comes into my head because I was having way more fun with social media when I was just posting just a post instead of thinking every single thing that I share needs to have some kind of relevance, value. I don't even know. Like I just... I'm not really sure what my subconscious is saying that, but we're going to work on that. So aside from that, I want to share my health story, my wellness journey, if you will. She's a wellness girly now. (laughs) And I feel like it has been such a trend recently. So I kind of wanted, that's another reason I want to explain my background is because I don't want people to think like, oh yeah, this girl's just like hopping on the train of what's trendy right now. But I have a long history with health and wellness and fitness and all the fun things. So starting out when I was a kid, I was like a very healthy kid. I think the only major thing I remember from my health was when I when I was a kid was I broke my arm once in like sixth grade or something. And then I kind of struggled with seasonal allergies. But other than that, I was a pretty healthy kid from what I can remember. My parents might be like, you absolutely were not. But I felt like I was pretty healthy as a child. And I never really had any major health issues, which I am so blessed for because I know so many people deal with health issues. And it makes me just even more grateful for my health. Just noticing and seeing other people deal with their struggles. Like it makes me feel 
very grateful for my health. So went through elementary school and was a healthy kid. I always played sports too. I was always very active, running around, playing sports, whatever it was. And then I would say once I got into high school, and I was trying to remember the timeline of things, but honestly, high school, I don't know if I just like blacked it out or like it's kind of a blur, but my freshman year of high school, I actually was severely depressed. Um, I shouldn't laugh when I say that. It's actually very sad and it was very scary at the time. I was like so depressed. And I think this is kind of when things really started to ramp up regarding my disordered eating habits, which I should have put a disclaimer on this. This episode, I will be talking a lot about disordered eating. So if that is a sensitive topic for you, this might not be the best episode. Just figure out how to put it that, 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 oh wow, I cannot talk. That disclaimer, because it's challenging for some people. So my freshman year, I was severely depressed. I was like, just not, not doing well. And I think that was kind of when the disorder eating thing started. But what really planted the seed for me when I reflect on it was that as a kid, I always saw things like the Slim Fast Diet, the Atkins Diet, the Weight Watchers program, all of those things and all of the diet foods that go along with it. I saw it a lot. And this is no shade to like my family or anything. Like I love my parents more than anything in the world but there was some of those things that I would even see like in the house like the little diet shakes or whatever it was and so I subconsciously this is my hypothesis says at least subconsciously I equated diets to being good and to being acceptable and obviously with diets the goal is to lose weight so I ultimately associated being thin with being like acceptable and fitting in and those kinds of things. So I always had that from a young age, that just kind of view of like slim fast diet, Atkins diet, Weight Watchers, all of those things were just kind of normal and they were good and that they were something you should do. So anyway, fast forward, I was really depressed freshman year. So that's why I'm kind of blurry on the timeline. I think that was kind of when things started though, when I was very depressed because my disordered eating and my depression really go to I'm having a hard time this afternoon, if you couldn't tell. They really went hand in hand. Whenever I was struggling with my eating, I was usually very depressed and vice versa. So I remember at least my like junior year, I think probably it started more so my freshman year, continued in my sophomore year. And what when it really started to ramp up was my junior year and my senior year of high school. I vividly remember this period of time where I did not eat for three days because I was just so focused on being skinny. I was obsessed, like beyond obsessed. And the scariest part was that was the time of Tumblr and I was a Tumblr fiend. I actually don't even think, I think I recently deleted the app because once Yahoo or whoever bought it, it kind of went to shit. But anyway, I was addicted to Tumblr when I was a freshman in high school and into the rest of my high school career. And at that time, because it hadn't been bought by whatever major corporation, Tumblr was either a really good place or a really scary place. And it was kind of depending on what you used it for. So I had phases where I would go through and I would just be reposting like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like a 20 not 2015, but it was, this was like the 2010, 2011, I don't even know, 
times when it was like the very overly saturated photos of like being tan and Victoria's Secret and all those fun girly things, leopard print. I don't even know, just all of those really, really girly posts. And then I would have phases where I would be looking up like sadness and like thin, I forget, it was like thin spo or something, like looking up very concerning things, to be honest, on Tumblr. And I would go through phases of like what I was looking at. A lot of times it was either band stuff or girly stuff or I don't even know, like very hip, hipster aesthetic. This was, I'm just going back to high school right now. These are all things that are coming to mind. But, and, and that like kind of little rant is that Tumblr was something that I was obsessed with, kind of became addicted to, and it really perpetuated a lot of these issues because there at the time was really no filters around it. You could search anything on Tumblr and it was kind of like, in a way, it almost reminds me of Reddit, but with photos because people would post these pictures and then go on these rants and the captions and whatever you searched, you could find like these very niche things. I don't know why Reddit was the example because I guess you could do like Twitter or Instagram, any of those things, kind of the same thing. Basically, you would search into these niches and then you would be able to find all of these other people talking about the same thing that you were interested in, which is social media in a nutshell. But I was using it sometimes for good and sometimes for very, very, very bad things. So again, I was just like fully fell into it in high school. And I also remember that the disordered eating was went in, came and went in phases. And there would be some times where I would be really, really obsessive. And then sometimes I would just like kind of be lax and not really care. And a lot of that had to do also now thinking back on it with relationships. So like my sophomore year, I started dating this guy (laughs) who was like, at this point, I'm like, I look back, I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Like he was the worst, but I started dating this guy and at the time he made me really happy. So I was in a better place mentally and with my eating disorder and everything was a lot better. And I had told him a lot about the things that I had dealt with and he was very encouraging of me to get healthier. And so it kind of went on and off. But then as things started to decline in the relationship, I stopped eating again because part of it was also a control thing. Something about being in control of your body, of your weight, it just, there was something about it that became addictive. Like you want to be in control. And because I couldn't be in control in my relationship and I couldn't be control in certain things like with friendships and school, I would control my weight and my body because that's what I thought I had the control over. So by the end of my senior year, I think things were in an okay spot. But once I graduated high school and I started going to college, that was when I hit rock fucking bottom with my eating habits. And again, I was a very healthy kid. Like up to that point, I really had no health issues whatsoever. Like I don't really remember anything in particular that I was like, oh my God, yeah, this was like detrimental to my health. So this was all kind of self-inflicted also. So freshman year of college, I really, really fell into this trap of like, I need to be skinny to be pretty and I need to be pretty so that boys will like me. This one boy in particular who I ended up dating for five fucking years. But I was so obsessed with being quote unquote perfect. And that really fucked with me. The other place that I was going with the Tumblr 
rant and that I wanted to mention because it was so fucking terrifying thinking back on this the fact that this was even a thing and that it was on the internet is absolutely insane and I know that there was people a lot younger than me and I was like 18 at the time who were on it there was a forum and I don't even remember what it's called and even if I did I wouldn't say it because it was so fucked up and it was an online forum of people with eating disorders who were encouraging each other and giving each other tips and tricks and like inspo photos, all of this stuff. It was kind of insane. Like thinking back on it now, it was absolutely fucking insane. I was fucking insane. I was so unwell. I was just so sick. And I was on this forum every single day. And I remember there was somebody who reached out to me and I don't know. I think it was a woman at this point though. I don't know. Like to this day, I'm like, I, I I think they sent me photos of themselves and I believe it was a woman, but she was basically my accountability buddy, if you will. And she would message me every single day, basically encouraging me to not eat, to purge, to get skinnier, to all of these things. It was really, really fucked up. And I enjoyed it at the time because I was, again, so fucked up mentally that I was like, yeah, I need this encouragement. I need this motivation. I need this accountability so that I get as skinny as possible. And I remember my freshman year of college because I obviously left. I went to school and I only lived 40 minutes away from my like hometown. So I was far enough away that I couldn't just like go home every day or every weekend. But it was also close enough that I could go home kind of when I wanted to. So I remember going through my freshman year, my friends knew, my roommate and my best friend, like they thought they knew. I would go to the dining hall with this meal plan that I had that was like three meals a day or whatever. And every single day I would get a salad. I remember this. I would like go to the salad bar. I would get lettuce with maybe some like shredded carrots maybe like some peppers or onions, like raw peppers and onions and a tiny bit of balsamic dressing. And that's all I would eat every single day. And like maybe a couple of chickpeas for protein. (laughs) But I was doing the most fucked up things that my eating like was just so bad. And so all my friends knew that I wasn't eating. They would follow me to the bathroom if I went to the bathroom after we had meals because part of having an eating disorder and I don't know, again, this is like, I feel really bad. This is such a sensitive topic for people, but it feels very cathartic to get this out and talk about my experience but the thing about disordered eating is that it's not always just anorexia or bulimia or binge eating disorder it's sometimes a combination so like you could go three days without eating and then you could fully binge like I actually remember doing this one time we had a I was in a sorority and we had a like team uh not team (laughs) a group pizza dinner hangout night and I ate probably half a fucking pizza because I was I hadn't eaten in three fucking days I had no willpower I had no I was starved quite literally starving ate half a pizza and then I was like oh my god what did I just do and I freaked out and so then you go from the not eating to the binging to the purging and then it, it goes in a cycle so when people say there's like anorexia or bulimia and or you know binge eating disorder like sometimes it's not just one or the other sometimes you're dealing with all of the different things in phases almost so I'm a freshman I am away from home I'm so focused on my body what I look like being skinny and trying to look the right way and I went home I don't remember what weekend this was I think it was maybe close to like Halloween or Thanksgiving and I was working at the bar that I worked at when I was in high school 
And I remember my dad came into the bar because my mom worked there as well. We both worked there like some certain nights. My dad was sitting at the bar and I walked by and he was like, how much weight have you lost? And at the time I was very weird about it. Like I wouldn't tell people like, oh, I'm not eating obviously, but there was also a significant and noticeable weight loss. So I kind of was like joking, but like also kind of bragging. I was like, oh, I've only lost 12 pounds. And mind you, this is between end of August and like October, November. So he was like, um, what the fuck? Absolutely not. That's not okay. You are scaring me basically. And so I kind of just tried to brush it off and play it off. And then finally it got to a point where my mom sat me down and she was like, look, you have two choices. You can either start eating again, like a normal human being, and I will trust that you can go to school and eat normally and be a fucking adult, like, and eat like a human, or I'm going to pull you out of school and I'm going to watch everything you do. I'm going to watch you eat. I'm going to monitor what you're doing. Like, that, you have two choices, pick one. And I absolutely love college. College was it sounds really pathetic saying this now at like 26 but I'm like college was the best four years of my life absolutely loved it I made the best friends that I've ever had in college and so even by that point only a few months in I had already made so many friends that I was like I I don't want to go home I don't want to commute to school I want to be here with the friends that I have and so I kind of had to make that choice and of course my mom is like well I can't just like trust you to go and just be okay after, you know, you agreed to this. Uh, so I ended up getting put into therapy for my eating disorder, basically. And this little story I will tell too, because it's really, fu- I want to, I was going to say it's funny, but it's actually really fucked up. So my freshman year, about three weeks into school, my roommate, who was my random roommate, but she is my best friend still to this day. Absolutely love her. She was gone for the weekend because she had a horse show. And so I was basically alone at school. Um, one of our other friends lived in the dorm building that the guy that I was like talking to at the time, um, that he lived in. So I was in my room getting ready. He had texted me like, do you want to come over and watch South Park? So this is a Wednesday night, three weeks into college, casual hangout. Right. But of course, in my mind, I'm like, I have to look perfect. I have to be perfect. All of this stuff. And I still remember this night vividly up until what I will explain happened. I'm getting ready. I go over and they're watching South Park. And these guys were uh, big stoners. So they were smoking. But then they also had a bottle of vodka. Because obviously as a freshman in college, like you get what you get. And so they ended up having this bottle of, I think it was like the Pinnacle Whipped. Like the whipped cream flavored vodka. And that is the last thing I remember of that night. I was sitting on the floor with them. They're watching South Park. They're ripping bongs. They're all chatting. It was like four dudes. And then I'm just sitting there because I was like obsessed with this guy. (laughs) And that's the last thing I remember. The next thing I remember, I wake up, I'm in the hospital. Like not naked. I had a hospital gown on me, but my clothes were gone. I was so confused. And I I actually do remember, so there was one instance that I had where um, I was a camp counselor at a volleyball camp when I was in high school, and I ended up getting really bad. Like, they didn't really know what it was afterwards, but it was 
kind of some kind of like food poisoning or just like weird illness and I got really sick so I woke up in the hospital three weeks into my freshman year of college on like a Thursday morning and I'm like am I sick again like what is going on why am I here and then a police officer walks in and he looks at me and he was like um so do you know what happened and I looked at him and I was like no I'm really confused how did I get here and he goes you drank so much like vodka that you were fully unconscious your friends had to call an ambulance you were driven here by ambulance and I didn't have to pump my stomach but they were like we had to like give you fluids and stuff because you were unconscious like not just like blackout drunk but like fully incoherent unconscious not awake and I was like oh shit And I'm laying there. My clothes are in a bag because, and this is still so embarrassing to me to this day. I guess I threw up all over myself, which tying this back into what I was saying was because I had not eaten all day or probably the day before that or probably the day before that. There was nothing in my stomach to absorb the alcohol first off. So it hit me like a fucking brick. Second off, when I threw up, I probably just threw up like alcohol and water all over myself because I hadn't eaten. And so my clothes are in a bag in the corner, which is evidently why I was in a like hospital gown. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I completely embarrassed myself in front of the guy. And he actually called my friend who I had mentioned earlier lived in the same building. She was a nursing major at the time. So he had texted her, called her to come up because she was on the second floor and he was on like the third floor or something like that. She comes upstairs. She was like, she's blacked out. She's like unconscious. You need to call an ambulance. Cause he was like, Oh, do you, can we like do anything? Like I'm really scared. She's not moving. She's not responding. Like she's so fucked up. And my friend was like, no, we need to call an ambulance. Apparently I got carted out of fucking Mary Lyon Hall at Plymouth State by a fucking, like, I don't even know, by paramedics, fully unconscious. There was a couple of people who messaged me afterwards and they were like, hey, are you okay? Like I saw you get taken out of Mary Lyon and an ambulance it's so embarrassing and so of course I wake up I find out what happened I am mortified and I text my friend who was still on campus the girl who came and was trying to help me she came and picked me up which this the hospital was maybe a quarter mile walk from the college and it was actually funny so she comes and picks me up the sweetest thing in the world I absolutely love her we're still like friends to this day like she's amazing I love her and she comes and picks me up and I kind of, she explains to me what happens basically because I had no fucking clue. I'm walking in paper fucking scrubs and at the school that I went to, so I went to Plymouth State, which I kind of mentioned, and freshmen, if you have a car on campus, you park down at the ice arena. The ice arena is like maybe a half a mile to a mile, I wouldn't say a mile, like a half mile to three quarters of a mile away from this, the campus and the dorms and stuff. So we park her car and we walk up, I don't actually know if she parked all the way at the ice arena or not. I don't think we walked from the ice arena, but we walked like across campus, basically. I'm in fucking paper scrubs with a plastic bag of my vomit covered clothes. 
in my hand. She's telling me what happened. She walks me back to my dorm. And honestly, this is so fucked up to say, but they pumped me with so much IV fluid that I wasn't even hungover. I was like, I feel totally fine because I had thrown up all the alcohol and then they put an IV in me and got like tons of fluids in me. So I kind of felt fine going back. And she like drops me off at my dorm. I'm in paper scrubs. It's so embarrassing. But again, to wrap this story up, the whole point of this is that those are the sorts of things that happened because I wasn't eating. I would go out and I would get so drunk because I wasn't eating that I was just like a mess. Like not a full mess every single night. A lot of times I didn't like fully black out like that, but it was still not fun. And it was kind of embarrassing finding out after the fact like what I did. So that was where things kind of turned. And so my mom was like, you either need to start eating again or you're coming home. So I promised her I would start eating. I started going to therapy. And that was when I got into truly into fitness. And I started weightlifting and learning about nutrition. And then I was in the gym every single day from that point. And it wasn't in an unhealthy way anymore. It was, I want to be strong as fuck. And this was also in like the 20, so I went, I started college in 2015. So yeah, this was like the 2015 fitness area era when it was like quest bars and IIFYM, if it fits your macros and just all of the like neon pink or neon colored gym clothes with the little logos like the barbells and bows and stuff like that I just remember this so vividly and that was when Twitter fitness culture was a really big thing as well so I kind of transitioned away from being the depressed tumblr girl to being the Twitter fitness girl and I started an Instagram page which literally people would call me this on campus Uh, it was Casey Martin fitness obviously. And then it got to the point because I was posting every single day. I was talking about fitness, health, nutrition, weightlifting, all of the things, bodybuilding. And I was, because I was at the gym so consistently, you kind of start to see the same people. It's the same as like, you know, if you're an adult and you go to the gym every day, you kind of start to see the same crowd. So we all kind of got acquainted with each other and then I would be like on campus and people would be like, oh, are you Casey Martin Fitness? And I'm not saying this in a way that's like, I'm, you know, like big whatever but it was just kind of funny moments where it'd be people I kind of mutually knew through other people and they're like oh is this your Instagram account and I'm like yeah it totally is so that was actually what got me into doing YouTube and posting on Instagram more and this was obviously pre-TikTok and stuff but I was on Twitter and all these things and I was just posting about my health and my fitness and at the time though too there was still a bit of a skewed perspective maybe on it for me I was still more so posting because I wanted the validation and I wanted the attention and yes a majority of it was about fitness and that was kind of what I fought with and the guy that I ended up dating for in college the one who I blacked out in his room on a Wednesday night watching South Park yeah we ended up dating for five years after that so couldn't have ruined it too badly in that moment but like he we would get into arguments because he would be like I feel like you're posting these things more so for attention like you say you're posting it because it's about a workout but it's a picture of like your ass basically (laughs) and now looking back I'm like I really can't argue that because I did have 
subconscious intentions with it I wanted the validation but I used fitness as an excuse to be like oh well I'm just posting about my workout today like people follow me and they engage with that so I want to be able to post that for them and he's like but do your butt cheeks need to be (laughs) so that was where I really turned to fitness as opposed to letting my disordered eating really continue to take over my life and so from there my end of my freshman year and honestly through college like it kind of never it was it was never a phase mom I still to this day go to the gym every single morning but it became a habit a routine a ritual even for me and I would go with my roommate I would we would go with a friend we would see again the same people there every single day so it was like a little gym community in college I loved that and that was at the time when I was really building for strength too so I was trying to hit squat PRs I was trying to hit like all of these big numbers and it was really really fun but that was essentially where I turned to health and fitness and of course again that was the age of like supplements were huge so I was this is so funny and I forget about this sometimes I was also a rep for campus protein which I think they're still around actually and so I was not only posting about health and fitness but I was also trying to sell supplements at the same time and so I would post all of my story about like campus protein and the stacks and what I was taking and I would take over their snapchat story for the day and I would take over their instagram or like all these things it was so fun this is why I like look back and I'm like college was so fun but that was when I really turned to health and fitness because I was in such a dark place with my eating disorder and then as I got into my like sophomore year my sophomore year of college was when I went vegan overnight cold turkey in January I believe (laughs) after watching multiple Netflix documentaries and feeling really guilty about eating meat I just went fully vegan so I come back to school after winter break and I'm doing bodybuilding but I'm also fully vegan so that was kind of what like started with the more wellness things but at the same time I was still eating such processed foods and now looking back I think about the things that I ate and I was like oh my god I was eating so much processed food because it was all all vegan substitutes like meat substitutes it was supplements it was protein powders it was just so much processed stuff I'm like my poor body thinking back but that was when I started to focus more on nutrition And it was actually my sophomore year of college that I got certified as a personal trainer. And at the time I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm already so deep into this fitness thing. I'm going to get my personal training certificate. I'm going to start training people. And I've told this story in other episodes because that was my first like attempt at business was being a personal trainer, you know didn't really do any demographics research prior to because I was like oh my god this is perfect like I'll train college kids you know the kids who like want to train during the week and then they go out and party really hard on the weekend which was also me and I was like I'll do you know personal training for college kids not thinking about how if college kids have 20 bucks left to their name they're not going to spend it on a personal training class they're gonna spend it on fucking booze (laughs) so I had the certification I held on to it I trained a couple people and then it just kind of fell off but 
it was an amazing time. But that was, again, what was really pushing me further into fitness and health was getting that personal training certification, learning more about nutrition, learning more about like how to fuel our bodies. And then once I graduated college, I was still kind of in the same place. I was less focused on the fitness stuff. And I think I, that by that point I had maybe stopped doing my fitness page because of the like arguments that I was having with my boyfriend at the time and just our disagreements about it. I remember, I remember so vividly, I had posted a picture and it kind of, I wouldn't say it didn't go viral, but it kind of blew up. Like it got a couple thousand likes I'm pretty sure and I don't know how to this day I'm like I don't know if I got into some kind of a hashtag or if I I don't know hit the for you page I have no idea but all of a sudden I had hundreds and hundreds of people liking this photo that I posted so I started gaining followers like crazy and so granted it was a new page to me so like I maybe had a couple thousand followers like nothing really crazy and I just remember one time we were in a really big fight about my posts and all this stuff and I just deleted the page and he was like I wasn't asking you to do that I just want you to think about me before you post and I lost everything and then once I kind of came to my senses I was like fuck I just lost all of that progress I made all of the things and that was the other thing was like progress photos was like a a thing and so I was like all my progress photos all of the information I posted it was gone so I ended up restarting the page later on I think I actually still have it I've tried to deactivate it multiple times and it still just like lingers on my Instagram like logins list (laughs) and sometimes I'm like maybe we should bring it back and then I'm like "Mm, probably a good thing that we haven't so by my senior year, I was less focused on doing the fitness stuff. And I think I had like recreated a new page. So I only had a couple hundred followers and it was just very small. And I fell off from posting because it was like, now I have to think about being in the real world, right? So I graduate college. I'm still working out every day. I'm just not posting about it as much. Get a big girl job, move to the city, all these fun things. I'm still, again, working out every day. But this was also when... I started to drink more and that was kind of another turning point I would say was graduating college when it was like you would go out and drink with your friends three or four nights sometimes five nights a week or during the day depending on your you know your prerogative there um and going from drinking three to four nights a week with friends to being having to be an adult and I remember the team that I worked with so I did healthcare staffing right after school and my team would go out for happy hours my co-workers would invite like each other out to happy hours it would be just like a couple of us going out and I lived in Lowell Massachusetts I worked in Woburn and I would drive into Boston to usually like Somerville uh at Assembly Row and we would go because there's a bunch of different bars there and we would go kind of bar hopping or whatever And then I would drive myself home, which don't fucking recommend. It was a really bad idea a lot of times. And like that was kind of when my drinking had started more to ramp up. This was also when that relationship that I had mentioned was kind of failing. And I realized that it was not in the best interest for either of us, but we were locked into a year-long lease. So we kind of just made do and my drinking ramped up heavily. My 
smoking ramped up heavily because I was just trying to numb out. And that was when I started journaling. And I think that was a little bit of when I started to get into spirituality in a way. I was learning a little bit about what manifestation even was. I was journaling mostly just to get my thoughts out because I would felt like such a mess in my head. And honestly, that was a time of my life I'm really not proud of. There was a lot of things that if I could go back, I would tell myself like, don't be a fucking idiot. Like you're doing things, you're hurting people, you're being so self-centered. So I was journaling and trying to get these thoughts out that I couldn't articulate, but I could feel and I was hurting other people because of it. So I was still working out, but that was also at the same time when I started to drink and smoke more. And then March of 2020 hits. We all know what the fuck that means. COVID hits. So I am now working from home in a one-bedroom apartment in Lowell, Massachusetts with a guy who we've been together for five years. We just, like, I couldn't communicate well. It was nothing on him. I just was not good at communicating my thoughts, my feelings. I would blow up. I would drink myself away. And then I would, like, only speak the truth. And it wasn't even the truth. It was just a very dramatic story when I was drunk. And so things just really started to take a turn when COVID hit. So May rolls around. The lease is up. I end things. I move back home. And that was when things really got bad. So I was fully lost in life. I had no idea where I was going. And so I was drinking about a bottle of wine every single night to myself. It, it was, it was insane, honestly. And, but during the day, this was actually when I started to get into running. So I ended up losing that job that I had talked to, that I had mentioned the healthcare staffing job in June after I'd moved home. And I started running during the day because I didn't have jack shit else to do. I was living at home with my parents a year after college, drinking my fucking life away, and I had nothing else to do. So I started running, and I was running, and not running all the way through, but I was jogging and walking seven to eight miles a day. So I was still... I remember I still had the fitness page at that point because I was still posting about the running and I remember people being like, are you fucking insane? Why are you running seven or eight miles a day? But I had the time. So I was still working out at home. I was weightlifting in our garage gym kind of set setup that my brothers had made and then I was running during the day. So I'm still being active, but I'm also still downing a bottle of wine every single night and it kind of, I wouldn't say spiraled, but it kind of progressed from there. At that point, I moved to Hawaii and I was still working out, but I was still drinking a ton. And that was when I got heavily into spirituality and things kind of just like blossomed from there. So, I mean, up to that point, really, like there hasn't been many changes in my health and my wellness and what's going on. But that's kind of the backstory of why I've gotten to this point. And then obviously I was doing marketing. I started a a marketing company last year and now I'm realizing that I really... I really enjoy the idea and the thought of owning a business, running a business, doing my own thing. But now I've realized that marketing might not be it for me. It's not something that I really feel like, I I don't even know how to describe it. I really love marketing. I have a degree in marketing. And so obviously like I have a lot of knowledge around it, but I don't feel totally lit up by doing marketing. And when I think about health and wellness and fitness. And now I'm more into the like low tox, you know, getting uh, 
hormone disruptors out of the house with all the different scents and all the chemicals that are put into foods. Like I'm more into like the toxicity and the clean aspects of health and wellness. So I've really gone through all the phases between fitness and working out and eating healthy and being vegan and now more focusing on like the toxicity of things. But I've kind of done the full scope. And when I think about health and wellness and fitness and all those things, that's what really lights me the fuck up. So that's what I want to go back to because I do work full time right now. So I am not at a point right now in this very moment where I am dying to just go out and work for myself. I'm kind of toying with things right now. And if you had asked me this a year ago, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't want to work a full-time job and do health and wellness stuff on the side. But now I'm just at a point where I'm kind of waiting to see where things go and letting things settle. So I'm working through my course with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I'm doing my modules. It's a six-month-long course, and I think it's helping me kind of slow down and pace myself and, and realize that I don't need to have my future figured out right now. I can take my time with it and I can go through the course and I can learn more about holistic health before I jump into, I want to have this business. I'm going to structure it this way. I want to eventually leave my full-time job. Like those aren't things I'm entertaining right now. Right now I'm just in the moment learning all of the things that I can learn about nutrition, wellness, spirituality, all of the things and how... Oh my God, excuse me, I just like choked. How they all play into each other. So that is why I'm going back to the health and wellness phase. And that is a very long, I just looked down, I'm like, oh, it's been 40 minutes of me talking about my health journey. But that is basically the backstory of why I'm going back into doing health and wellness because I have come so, I don't want to say full circle because I don't want to go back to how I was in my high school years. But I've done a 180, we'll say, from where I was at in high school and my freshman year of college to where I'm at now. And after, I should also mention too, I got my drinking under control, by the way. And I've talked about that in past episodes too. I'm very open about that stuff. And honestly, I'm kind of an open book, which some people are like, you shouldn't talk as much about this stuff, but I really don't give a fuck. And I will shout from the rooftops my life and my story and the shit that I've dealt with because I don't think it's something we should be ashamed of and keep private so just to wrap that little section up I got my drinking under control in the past I would say year year and a half probably and I've really addressed my relationship with alcohol I hardly drink anymore I will drink on occasion sometimes but it is not something I'm not drinking a bottle of wine a night anymore and if I even tried to drink a bottle of wine right now I think I would actually die (laughs) so just to interject that side note, I've addressed my full health relationship regarding alcohol, regarding my eating disorders, regarding all of the little bits and pieces that went into where I've gotten to today. I've addressed those big demons. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm 100% healed all the way and that life is good. I do still struggle and that's something that I'm dealing with. But now I can see a lot of the ways that I went wrong when I was younger and what is actually going to make me feel good and benefit me in the future. So that's why I am going back towards the health and wellness space. And that is also why I want to start just posting more, whether it's on my podcast, on my Instagram, on TikTok. I just want to start posting more in general of my story and the things that I've gone through and just all these different things because I find that I relate really well to people when they tell their story of what they've gone through. And I can like 
you know, sit there and be like, oh, I felt that before too. So I'm not going to be afraid of sharing my story anymore and just talking about the things that happened in my life. But that in a nutshell is why I'm moving the way I am. And that is the background of how I got to this place. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my chest right now because I have felt like I've been holding things in for so long and I'm like I just want to talk about it and not feel like I'm filtering myself and like censoring myself and all of this stuff so I appreciate you if you've listened this far (laughs) thank you if you have any I mean I I hope to god nobody's stories is similar to mine but I also know that there probably is a lot of people out there who have dealt with the same thing. So if any of my story resonated with you or if you have any questions or you want a little bit of a space to vent even, I am here. Please reach out to me. My personal Instagram, the one that I'm using the most now, is uh, at Kayla C. Martin. Kayla spelled with an I. I would love to chat. And if you have any other topics you would want me to talk about or pieces of my story that you want me to dive more into, I am happy to do so. But again, if you listened this far, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye.